Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is Truth Light, and it is a beautiful morning here in the Flagstaff, Sedona area. We are uh, discussing the pursuit of happiness in the midst of what we might think is chaos. And, uh, you know, it's important to be able to find happiness where wherever you can, right? And sometimes things are really lending themselves to allowing that to happen, and sometimes it's a little more of a challenge, right? So we are going to uh, take a look at some of the different things that we can do and and maybe some of the different challenges that you may have or we may have had along the way. And uh, we're going to look at how to pursue happiness no matter what's going on and not only pursue it but actually achieve it, right? (laughs) Because we want to... uh, we want to always pursue things in our lives, uh, most of us anyway, and and we also want to achieve them. Sometimes we get caught up in that pursuit energy, and we want to uh, also just bring it home sometimes. So today, uh, we're going to go ahead and start our meditation in the morning, like uh, in the front of the show, like we usually do, and um, then we'll just hop on into the topic and you know, have a brand new show. Yesterday's show was a little different than most of them. We had our our special guest Judith Colella on, and and that was kind of a neat show, very different uh, from my typical format and my typical topics. But uh, Judy always brings a lot of insight and a different perspective, and I just love that. So I really appreciate her being here yesterday, and uh, I welcome you. And we'll go ahead and get started with our meditation right off the bat, and then just head right into our topic. So if you would, just uh, take a moment and get comfy wherever you are. We're going to go ahead and relax. And we're going to just begin to feel sort of a a comfort in our own skin. We're going to take some nice deep breaths and relax. And wherever you are, whatever's going on, as long as you're not driving, we're going to just let go of the rest of the world. And we're going to just be with ourselves. And we're going to bring our awareness into into our heart center. And we're just going to feel that light within our heart beginning to open up and become brighter. And with each breath, this heart center just becomes a little more alive, a little brighter. You may see images or feel different uh, different senses, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and we're just going to allow this to come to the surface and we're going to allow anything that doesn't serve us at this time to just be taken away by our angels and just allow worries and cares to float away and we just immediately see them floating up and away. And we have no desire to hang on to those because these these are only the things that get in our way that are going. And our angels know the difference. And so as we feel this this beautiful energy moving out anything that may no longer serve us, we also feel this cosmic consciousness, this beautiful light from way above beginning to fill in from the back of our, our heart center, just fill in a beautiful, gentle, violet or rose light. And we see this 
or feel this happening very gently but with a power that's little known to us in this human realm. And with every breath, we feel this more deeply. We experience this in our own way. And we feel this energy or sense this energy begin moving throughout the different energy centers of our body, moving down through the core of us, through the lower chakras, all the way down to the root chakra. And we feel it moving down through our legs, through our feet, down into Mother Earth, and just connecting us with all that is whole and good, connecting with the highest vibration that Mother Earth has to offer. And we offer her our highest and best, understanding that we're we're actually one. All of our physical makeup comes from the earth. And so we're just connecting again with that beautiful home. And I feel our energy move from our heart center <clears throat> all the way up through our throat, our third eye, our crown chakra at the top of our head, and just really becoming more aware of that connection with that one great cosmic consciousness or light from the heavens, that purest vibration of creation. And we allow this energy to just become more and more a part of us. It's becoming brighter and clearer. And we feel this energy or we experience this energy moving all the way down the core through to Mother Earth and back up again to this beautiful light above. And we just feel or experience this middleman sort of sort of place as this energy moves up and down through us, back and forth, Mother Earth, Father Sky. And as it does, we realize that it's almost uh almost like clearing a cleaning a pipe of sorts. We're just we're just moving this energy through the center of our being, allowing the highest and best energy to come back and forth. And with each breath, we become clearer and more centered. Our being coming more aware of the beautiful energy center that we are, the unique personality that we are. And we ask our, our helpers, the Christ consciousness and above to come in close and to share their light with us as well and remind us of the connection that we have with them, our guardian angels. Some of us work with ascended masters, that kind of thing, and, and a lot of times we don't even know it. So if we just invite everybody of the Christ consciousness or above to come in and just lend their energy and get to know the backing that we have feeling that extra strength move in. And just begin to feel this this beautiful light expand throughout you and throughout the environment that you're in, throughout the property you're in and throughout the city or town that you're in, and then see it move throughout the state, throughout the country, and then just see beautiful waves of light just kind of smoothly running around the earth and just this beautiful light just splashing around like like gentle waves all around the earth. And almost playful. It's almost a playful energy. 
as it splashes up upon different areas. And we feel that unconditional love. It doesn't matter where it is. Creation loves it because it's all a part of that one creation. And now bring your energy back, just allowing that love to to sort of be out there. You're just a, a conduit for that beautiful universal energy. And now bring your awareness back to your your room or the area you're in and then back into that heart center and allow some of that love to just splash around within you. Allow this beautiful cosmic consciousness, this light of creation to just just feel it or experience it lapping up over your head and all around your body and just sort of taking away anything that that can be taken away that's a burden or a care or a worry or a concern or whatever it may be. Just taking it away with those beautiful waves of energy. And, and then go ahead and bring your awareness all the way through the center of your being, bringing a calm sense to everything, feeling, feeling all of this energy begin to find its place along your energy centers or your chakras. Take a nice deep breath. Thank everyone who's assisted us with this and thank yourself, gratitude to you, for sharing with the earth and sharing with us. And gently feel this energy soothing and clarifying everything in your own auric field, your own energy field. Go ahead and take a few deep cleansing breaths. Come back to the awareness of your conscious mind. And when you're ready, open your eyes. All right, well, welcome back. And uh, I'm just going to apologize ahead of time for the background noise because I have a beagle who's decided that now is the time to eat his breakfast and he's a little noisy while he does that. So that would be the crunching you hear in the background. I call these dogs, we have three dogs, and... uh, and we call them our our cosmic canine crew. And uh, so we have a beautiful white boxer that was a rescue before we left Florida. His name is Murphy Dog. And we have Dow, the beagle, who uh, is actually very uh, aware as far as energies go. He, I can always tell if, if something's off with the energy because he, he kind of lets me know. And then we have Luna or Bella Luna depending on her mood, her mood. And uh, she was, when I rescued her, I was under the impression she was a German Shepherd and Rottweiler mix. And I thought, well, great, a protective dog, sweet. And as she grew, she finally stopped growing. And and we found out she's actually uh, the guess, best guess is a German Shepherd and Whippet mix, which a Whippet is like a little greyhound. And... Uh, <laughs> Very timid, very definitely not a protective dog, <laughs> and so uh, she's she's the lovey comforter of the group, and so they each have their own little energetic things that they bring, you know, and and so these are these are our canine cosmic crew, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, you hear the you hear the crunching in the background. That would be the beagle being stubborn and and wanting to be heard. So. All right, so the pursuit of happiness in the midst of perceived chaos or in the midst of chaos, right? Do we dare? Do we dare? So the pursuit of happiness 
at least in in this country, is supposed to be one of our rights. And uh, sometimes it gets a little mixed up with, I think on a on a very uh, sometimes a very deep level, it almost feels as if we're selfish in pursuing happiness. And I would love to hear. Uh, comments and opinions and that sort of thing if you happen to be listening live i have noticed that you know we may have only uh only five or six people listening live but then within a few days we have hundreds of listens to each show so if you are listening in and you would like to uh, contribute to the show understand that there's plenty of room for callers because most of the listens come after the show i guess because of our timing so anyway, the call-in number is 347-677-1443, and you just have to push one to speak with the host, and I'll know to uh, to go ahead and pull you over into the conversation. And then also I do have the chat up. If you're listening via computer and you would like to, to join the chat, you can do that as well. I'm not as quick with that because I'm, I'm doing everything just on my own. Um, but uh, I would love to hear what people think about pursuing happiness and the pursuit of happiness, and if this is is something that trips you up sometimes, right? So we're we're looking at not happiness itself, but the pursuit of happiness. And I do find that as a mom, in my own experience, sometimes it feels as if I shouldn't pursue happiness until the kids are all squared away. And I don't know that that's necessarily healthy because what am I teaching them? So it's one of those things that I'm working on, this pursuit of happiness. And not only the, and I find that the pursuit is okay, but the getting it. I think somewhere inside there may be a little hiccup with that one. Somewhere there's a disconnect with maybe it's okay to pursue it, but if you actually achieve it, you know, then what? If I were, and I'm not saying from my point of view necessarily at this in this juncture of our conversation, but I do know that when I life coach people and that sort of thing, sometimes it's that they'll pursue happiness, but they'll almost keep themselves from getting it because if they get it, then what? Then what? Can somebody take it away? What if something happens? It's going to hurt worse then. If you have happiness and then it goes away, oh no. And then what about when there's so much going on in the world? I mean, what about when members of your family or your loved ones, your friends, your community are going through a hard time? And uh, what about these communities that are hit by devastating weather things or, you know, if you are surrounded by a lot of people who are losing their jobs or what, what have you? When you pursue this happiness in whatever way fits you, is it almost a feeling of what are people going to think? And I don't believe it's something that we think about on a conscious level necessarily. But I do see that it's something to look at in our many different situations. So some of us, our, our country at this point, America has had an awful lot of uh, people who worked very hard for careers and worked very hard for financial stability and 
owning homes, that sort of thing. And there really is a lot going on in our country right now uh, with sort of the loss of things that we had worked very hard for, the things we thought were going to bring bring happiness to us. And so we may be put in situations of, I, I know a lot of people who are, you know, living with relatives or having to accept assistance from from other people or having to shift. You know, if you work very hard for a career and then suddenly you're, like in Orlando, my kids couldn't get a job because the people who were at one point running huge restaurant chains and managing big companies were actually waiting tables. So the jobs that would have gone to the youth or the people just starting out were being taken by the people who were already established in life because they had responsibilities, they had families to take care of. And so, of course, the jobs went to them first. And uh, I have to wonder if you had worked so hard to get to a certain point in life and this was your pursuit of happiness and everything shifted, is the happiness shifting along with it? In a lot of cases, yes, from what I saw. But this doesn't take away the ability for the pursuit of happiness again. And perhaps we're, we're hanging the identity of happiness on an area that, that maybe we could shift. Maybe we could find a better, a better definition for happiness. So if you're someone who has had that major shift, or if you know people who have had those major shifts or things like it, then what was really the happiness you were going after? Was it actually the career? Was it owning the house? Was it any of these tangible things? Was it the security they brought? Was it the self-esteem or the, the confidence that was built by having these things? What was it exactly about these situations that have changed now that created the happiness. Because I don't know that it's necessarily, you know, a job that brings happiness. But maybe it's what the job represents. Or maybe it's what the job offers as a side effect. Maybe it's the freedom that the income offers. I know a lot of people when they had this shift, also that's when they found the ability to pursue happiness. A lot of people I know when when we were really going through that massive phase of of people just being laid off left and right, you know, um, almost everyone that I know used that time, you know, my in my personal circle, used that time to start their own businesses, to uh, go back to school and decide what they really wanted to do, because now the pressure to succeed in corporate America was was off. It was relieved. It was almost like a relief, even though they were a little concerned about how am I going to make it, and a lot of things shifted in their lives, and financially things shifted, still with the, the inside part of them, there was a relief and a freedom that came with it, and the ability to pursue their happiness, their joy, their bliss. So how is it that one person can see that as a release, and another person sees it as complete um, complete devastation. 
Does it have to do with how much you love your job? Does it have to do with how much you love whatever your situation was? Or does it have to do with the expectations that you had for what what held the happiness for you? You know, does the job or the home or the whatever it may be hold the happiness or do you hold the happiness within? So it's a really good thing to look at and, and just sort of see as things have shifted in your life in different ways, where is the pursuit of happiness and and what where is happiness really living? It's definitely not a judgment and it's uh and I don't have an answer because it's all up to you. But it's a really neat thing to look at. Where does your happiness live? So if you're pursuing happiness, wouldn't it be good to at least know what that happiness is and what it what it really looks like and feels like and, and where it lives energetically? So if if we're in the midst of perceived chaos, okay, when we kind of were with all of those layoffs and people losing their homes, still losing their homes and and uh you know, even with all of the different natural disasters and just all the stuff going on in in just our country alone, it almost feels as if the climate is more about pursuing survival rather than happiness. And if if you're on one level of our society, if you're pursuing happiness, it's it's almost seen as irresponsible, I think. And so how do we get to the place where we're pursuing happiness and we're helping others see that that's a good thing to do. Do we, have you found a way? (laughs) Do we just uh, go ahead and pursue it and make it work? And this brings us to, uh, to thriving instead of surviving. You know, when I was younger and I was raising my two kids alone and, and, uh, I kept really priding myself and people would, you know, well, not priding myself, but I was, I felt very good about the fact that I could survive anything, you know, and people would always tell me, oh, you're such a survivor. And then I realized that when I got into that energy of I'm a survivor, it meant that there had to be things for me to survive because I was a survivor. So I could only exist if there were things to survive because that's who and what I was labeling myself and the consciousness that I was living within. And so I decided instead to be someone who thrives. And so I'm a thriver rather than a survivor. And so that fit my energy personally a lot better because I was able to take any situation and not just survive through it, but I was actually able to just really make lemonades out of lemons, you know, and uh, and make things better no matter what came my way in a joyful sense, not just make it through, but actually make things better no matter what happened. And it's a completely different mindset that I consciously made the effort to shift into and I found that it served me very well because then what life brought me was opportunity to thrive, opportunity to grow and be happy and joyful and blissful. And I found happiness was in the pursuit. So rather than pursuing happiness, and it's this ever-elusive thing that, you know, when you get in that pursuit energy, you're chasing something. You're going after something. 
And so that's all well and good. And, you know, we we have that as one of our founding things in the U.S. Um, but perhaps we can find happiness in the pursuit so it really becomes about the journey instead of an end goal, which we never get to if we're staying in that pursuit energy. If we're constantly pursuing, we never achieve. So it's an interesting shift. It's a very minor shift in uh, in how we look at things. But wow, is it powerful. Yeah. So in the midst of chaos, though, you know, and when I when I was trying to find a topic, I have to be honest with you, we were about nine minutes to showtime. And I'm thinking, I don't even have a topic. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was beginning to get a little, you know, uh, a little concerned because I don't want to get on here and just be like, well, hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, and so I kept hearing the pursuit of happiness, but it didn't feel like that was all. And uh, and then a friend of mine kind of added, what about in the midst of chaos? Because we do, uh, both of us do a lot of healing work and a lot of work with people who are going through, whether it be health crisis or financial crisis or because we you know, we work with people when they're having problems. That's when they come find us. And so it's been interesting to watch people come. And it's been probably the last three years, it's been very dramatic uh, with the, the the switch in things. So people will come and, you know, yes, my finances have shifted. My home situation has shifted. I don't have the fancy car anymore, whatever it might be. My kids are getting older, and I don't even know how to handle what's going on with them and, and what they have to live through in life today. And, you know, all these different things that we go through in life that we have to figure out that maybe are just a little overwhelming. But can't we still find happiness in that? We can. We can. It's just a shift of perspective, and that's really all it is, is just a shift of perspective. So what would it take for you to shift your perspective to uh, finding joy in the pursuit of happiness, no matter what's going on around you. Is that possible for you to do? I encourage you to look at your life and look at the people around you and, and find the people who seem to be doing that. Even if they're, if they're people you know, that's fabulous because you know you can just kind of align yourself with that energy. If they're not people you know, that's okay. You can still align yourself with their energy whether you know them or not, because it's this, you know, it's like this orchestra of vibrational patterns, that, that these waves that just kind of flow through our, our existence here. And so it's very easy to just kind of connect with a level of energy that, that you would like to uh, become a part of, you would like to bring into your life or bring your life into if it's a, a higher vibration. And by doing so, it's almost like you create this new vibrational pattern in your own life that other people can see and become a part of. And so as you learn to find happiness in the pursuit of happiness, no matter what's going on, and as you really redefine what is happiness, you know, what is happiness to you? Maybe it's changed. Maybe you had something in your head of what was the perfect relationship? What was a happy life for you? You know, as we go through different times in our life, there are different patterns. Uh, every seven years or so, we go through a new pattern, a new stage of life, and we all have different different timings for it. But 
as we go through life, it's really good to stop and go, you know, what, what is happiness to me now? Sometimes we spend so many years working towards something, waiting for Mr. or Mrs. Right to come, Miss Right to come, and, uh, or the perfect situation, or we're moving forward, moving forward, but to what? Do we even know? Something that we, a picture we had in our head or a sense that we had that, that maybe doesn't fit who we are now, as we move along our journey towards these things, we change and we grow. And so it's really good to take, that's what New Year's is really good for, for me, or birthdays or something. Um, it's a really good time to just stop and go, okay, what is it I really want to focus on this year? Not what goals do I want to achieve. I mean, sometimes that plays into it, but it's more, who am I right now? What do I like where I stand right now? What's harmonious with me? What's non-harmonious with me? For me, that's a big thing. I'm, I'm all into the harmony thing, right? And so something really doesn't work for a harmonious resonation with me and my energy. Then I need to look at it and, and see how I can shift it so that it does work create new boundaries or create a new direction. And so I'm constantly shifting in my life. And as as I've moved through my life, sometimes you'll hear different stories about my past, you know, and, and things. And so it's been kind of a bumpy ride, you know, and it has for most of us in one way or another. And so finding that place in me that that understands what happiness is, and allowing it to come forward and kind of guide the way has been really helpful to me. So no matter what's going on around me, right, my parents divorcing, us moving, me always being the new kid in school, different forms of of domestic issues (laughs) with my family growing up, um, you know, different career and job things and, and companies rising and failing as far as, public is concerned, you know, companies that I've started and that kind of thing. Just my shifting, what what works for me, what doesn't. And it's it seemed as if things have been chaotic, but in fact they're just constantly moving and being refined. It's me getting to know myself. And isn't that what life is really about? Is you getting to know yourself and connecting with other people in other situations that are enjoyable or that are productive that allow you to make the most out of your time here. So defining what happiness is <clears throat> is probably the first step to the pursuit of it. And as we pursue this, there are going to be bumpy times because we're here on Earth, this world of duality, and so there are always bumpy times here and there. So although life can go very smoothly and be fabulous and is a lot of the time, depending on how we decide to live it, it doesn't mean that everything around us is going to be smooth sailing. Sometimes we're surrounded by people who are envious or who are almost angered by us pursuing our happiness. And so how do we choose to handle those situations? Do we let it stop us? Do we let it divert us? Sometimes we get a little blindsided by things. We're we're just moving along, doing our thing, and 
and we know what direction we want to go in and we we have a feel for what it is we want to get to eventually and then all of a sudden something will happen whether it's on a grand scale or a small scale or whatever it is and just sort of sideswipe us you know something happens uh you know yesterday i had i had something kind of sideswipe me and uh and so we had a family member pass that i just found out about and it triggered some things inside of me and I found that a lot of my day was taken up with um, with processing what had happened, you know, and it really did sort of shift how I looked at things, and and uh, and it definitely shifted my path to happiness because it just completely blindsided my energy for the day, and I began processing all this stuff that I didn't have, I didn't expect expect to be processing and so it's almost as if I lost the whole day and uh, in fact I have to stop and go okay I didn't lose the day it was a day of reflection and finding things that were unresolved within me about the past and so I found that there was uh, with this this topic the pursuit of happiness in the midst of chaos I, I found that you know with my family, both sides, there have been, you know, a little a little bit of issues, <laughs> just a few issues, because we see things very differently. And so my pursuit of happiness at times created a bit of chaos for other people only because they were so distracted with what I was choosing to do with my life or how things fell in my life that they allowed it to affect their own. When really, my life had nothing to do with their life. I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking people who are not in my day-to-day life all of the time, not super, super close core family. And even so, you know, we still all want to be able to pursue what makes us happy here. And so... As we look at that, it's probably helpful to look at how are we affecting other people's pursuit of happiness and are we in any way aiding in the creation of chaos or distractions or that kind of thing that may be pulling them off path. It's good to look at these things. So, you know, again, we want to uh, offer the opportunity for people to call in and if you have any questions or comments, it's 347-677-677. One four four three. I do realize that almost everyone listens to this on the archives, so I do want to also invite you to email me through Blog Talk Radio or find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me the Mystical Truth on Facebook or uh, Truth Light on Facebook, and also the Mysticaltruth.com and Twelve Week Coaching.com. So there's a lot of different places to find me. I'm everywhere, and I'm pursuing happiness all over the place. <laughs> and absolutely enjoying the pursuit part. So I would love to hear questions, comments, and also ideas for topics. So uh, I would love to hear about what what you're feeling about the pursuit of happiness amidst chaos is and what experiences you've had, even if it's after the show is already done, because it's interesting to hear people's story. So... When we hear in the midst of chaos, this can mean a lot of different things. This can mean you're in a community 
that's gone through something difficult and and do you just pick up and and find your way do you do you dare have a positive attitude if other people are having a defeatist attitude do you do you join in the other people who are having that pull together and community and help each other out and we're just all brothers and sisters or do you sort of step to the side how do you react to different things when it's perceived chaos and in fact chaos is just the upheaval of old energy so it creates room for new energy and it creates the opportunity for growth and change in a quicker manner than was happening before and so it's it's kind of neat when you can shift your perspectives to these different points of view. And it's really neat to watch as we, you know, as we see these different occurrences, whether it be economic or natural stuff or whatever it is, right? Different different situations in different areas of the country and world and watching people even people in, you know, in other countries we see there's a a lot of upheaval going on politically and just cultures being shifted dramatically. And so watching people who are pursuing happiness and pursuing dreams that maybe weren't thought of before and pursuing things that are possibilities that perhaps had never been possibilities before, watching this happen and watching the people around in the uh, – in the sidelines, you know, how how are they seeing this and how is it affecting them? Because really it doesn't affect anybody if we pursue our happiness and we, we uh, work to live our dreams, whatever they may be. But in certain cultures and certain generations, it seems to, uh, in a lot of cases, create um, disturbance. Or I see a lot of times, too, when uh, when the children are pursuing dreams that the parents or grandparents never even would have dared to think about in, in some of these different cultures, there's this this look of awe and wonder. And sometimes the kids perceive it, the kids, a lot of times they're grown adults, right, pursuing things and shifting perspectives and stepping out and crossing boundaries and things that they their culture thought were boundaries. And so it's really neat to watch the uh, reactions of the people around them because in a lot of cases, it's as if they had worked their whole lives to create the ability for these people to to just blow past those boundaries that people thought were there. Generations before have been working to shift shift things and even though they wouldn't reap the rewards they fought to make it happen or they lived their lives in such a way that they were constantly chipping away at the old old ways that didn't fit anymore and still with a respect for culture and respect for history and that kind of thing i think it's important to keep that in my opinion but but we really are coming to this place of oneness and so there are fewer and fewer separations now and so it is kind of a beautiful thing to see these uh, these different people from all over the world pursuing happiness 
in the midst of chaos. If you think about the uprisings in Egypt and Greece and all these all these different in the Middle East and there's so much happening. My uh my old mentor, um, who's passed away now, but uh you know, for years back, 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 he was finding ways to assist with um relieving the spiritual repression in the Middle East. And um, it had to be done in sort of a, a stealthy way, right? He couldn't just go in and start teaching classes and go in and start saying, hey, you're free to pursue your spiritual freedom and because that would have created some real issues, no doubt. And so what he did was the people who were here in this country who were attracted to understanding that they have angels they can work with and that, that they have their own connection, that beautiful light that connects you to that light of creation, that's your own pathway to God or your own pathway to whatever it is you choose to call it. And so for a lot of people, this spiritual freedom is the pursuit of happiness. And a lot of times it has to be done in the midst of chaos. But they still do it. And the chaos is sometimes very dangerous to your physical being. But they still do it. And so what he would do is he would teach the people who were attracted to that over here and allow them to uh, help them understand how they can communicate this to their families who they felt would be attracted to it and uh, and help them understand that spiritually they are free. So whatever situation they came into in a physical manner, whatever country they were born into, whatever, what, ha- what have you, it's a part of their path, but it's important for them to understand that it's not an eternal placement. It's not an infinite uh, constant in their spiritual life. And so he really brought a lot of, uh, a lot of spiritual freedom to a lot of people and a understanding. And um, so very interesting to watch, though, because it was almost as if this pursuit of happiness by releasal of this repression of different kinds that they were finding, it's almost as if it had to be done, well, it definitely had to be done on kind of the down low. And so there was just happiness coming about as this understanding was gained. And it didn't have anything to do with the job. It didn't have anything to do with any of the physical, tangible things that could be seen happening. It was all within and so I do also feel that as we gain understanding of our of our truest inner being, then we're able to redefine what happiness is, and it doesn't matter what the situation is around us. We're able to find happiness. If you think about, you know, you see pictures of people in the Depression and, and through different different wars and that kind of thing, and and there's still times of smiling and joy and happiness even though there's a lot of chaos around. So do we deny people the ability to actually pursue that happiness? Do we deny ourselves that ability to pursue happiness when things are perceived to be really uh, devastating or out of hand? And It's a good thing to get a handle on before there's any kind of chaos in our lives. If we can work on this now and really understand what happiness is to us and really understand how we can enjoy the pursuit of that happiness and just already bring it into our being before we even get there because we're enjoying the pursuit of it, the journey to it, then doesn't it make that much easier 
when things go a little wonky in life to be able to maintain that happiness because we see that it's inside, not outside. And begin to understand that as we do that, we give other people permission to do that as well. And if we're pursuing happiness and we're bringing joy along the path, then even if things do become a little chaotic or already are chaotic in your situation, all you're adding to it is happiness. So you're bringing that vibration of joy and harmony and blessings into this situation. So that can only serve to help everybody. So we have a, this show's actually going by pretty quickly. We have about 15 minutes left. And uh, I just want to offer up, I, I was asked to, uh, I had somebody ask me here to, to sort of remind people of some different tricks and different tools that I have in my toolbox of how you can do this. Okay, so um, I'm going to try to go back to it's somebody that has taken classes with me. And so I'm going to, okay, so what they're talking about, <laughs> oh, good, okay. So what they're talking about is uh, some of the simple things you can do or that we all can do to start bringing this joy and this happiness into our life as we're deciding what we want to pursue and how we want to pursue it and bringing that joy into the pursuit of it. So one of the things that you can do is you can take a moment every day, just find little times during your day that you can just take a nice deep breath, go go back to that center of your being like we do in the meditations. Just Just a nice deep breath and remember that light that you are and just ask yourself, what do, what do you really want, right, inner self? What would you really like to do? What would make you happy? And we don't mean what would make you happy, I'd like a piece of chocolate cake, please. <laughs> what would truly make us happy? Ultimately, what do we want to be feeling as we go through this experience in life? And so it's not so much the tangible outcomes that, that help us get to true happiness. First, it's deciding what is happiness and then figuring out what tangible outcomes provide fertile ground for that happiness and that feeling and what pursuit, what journey can we take that we can really enjoy the journey along the way. And there usually are options. Sometimes it takes a little while to find them and sometimes they shift. Sometimes we'll be walking one path and that's the path we needed to walk to get to the place where we found another path. And so some people are constantly changing paths, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, a, oh, I don't know what the video game is, like Frogger or something, I don't know, where you like go in one direction, then boom, you got to hop over to this other direction, and the timing is such that now you hop over to another direction. And each each time along the path, you get a little closer to what it is you like. It's like refining and like a sculptor bringing in the real detail into life. For some people, it's finding a path and just moving forward. You know, I have friends that I don't know how they do it. Okay, there's a a particular set of friends that I'm thinking of and their life is the same. I could go back to their house after not having been there for five, six, seven years and very little will have changed. They're going to be doing the same job. I can call them and say, hey, what's new? Not much, right? But they're happy. For them, that's what brings happiness. They love that stability. For me, oh, Lord, no, that would not work at all. (laughs) That would just not work at all. And so for my happiness, 
I really love this ever-flowing, uh, ever-changing sort of world that I live in. I, I don't like instability, which people typically equate with the constant change. But for me, it's like water flowing down a stream. It's constantly changing. It's constantly moving. But it's always down this beautiful stream. It's not just all over the place. So it's finding what works for us and understanding that it doesn't have to be the same as what works for everybody else. And it doesn't matter what's happening. You know, when things begin to get unstable or the climate gets a little rocky, we tend to want to go to what we've seen work for other people because we second-guess what we're feeling inside. We second-guess ourselves. And because we're seeing it work for them, or at least we think we are, we don't really know. Are they happy? Are they not happy? If we're very close to somebody or very sensitive intuitively, we can tell. But in a lot of cases, you don't know what's going on under under things or you know, under the surface or behind the scenes. And so it's really best just to figure out what, what works for you, what makes you happy. What's For some people, change is stability. For some people, it's finding that, gauging what is change and what is chaos, what's just whirling out of control. There's a difference. And it's getting in tune enough with yourself to understand that and being honest with yourself. You know, I found that I'm 48 now and I'm just beginning to really get honest with myself. It's because I've finally been here long enough to understand my patterns and I'm finally understanding what does and doesn't work for me and forget what everybody else says. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. I'm finally at that point where I just don't care. So helping other people find this as well for themselves is a fabulous manner of finding happiness for yourself because as you're teaching other people or helping other people to do it, you kind of have to listen to your own advice. So we have just under 10 minutes um, on the show. And so I do want to uh, to thank thank the Jessica, who owns Sacred Light of Sedona, where I work um, through in Sedona. And I want to just go ahead and put out there that we are starting regular angel meet and greet classes, which is, um, I think, one of the best ways to begin to know what makes you happy and, and what your path is and that sort of thing. It's where we introduce you to your guardian angels and teach you some different tools and techniques for just living your life more effectively and enjoying and understanding yourself better. So our first regular angel meet and greet is scheduled for July 6th. And then I believe the next one is July 20th in Sedona at Sacred Light of Sedona. If you go to sacredlightofsedona.com, I believe she has the calendar updated. If she doesn't, she will very soon. Uh, And then we do also have practice groups starting, which, you know, after you have the angel meet and greet, Uh, then it's really neat to start practicing this communication because you actually open up a communication system with your angels and they become your friends, which I I can't even tell you how excited the angels get when we do this class. You can feel it. And by the end of the class, the the people who are taking it get it. They see how like giddy and happy their angels are. And so it's really neat to establish that communication system and then do these practice groups. If you're in the area, we do those uh we'll be doing those every other week and I think we'll be doing those on Tuesday evenings to begin with. And so the first one will be the ninth and the second one will be the twenty third of July. And then we'll we'll keep that regular schedule. So it's it's every other Saturday, I believe, and every other Tuesday. And 
And so if you happen to be in, you know, Phoenix or within a couple hours of Sedona, you may want to come check it out because it's life-altering. It's truly life-altering. It's a, The Angel Meet and Greet is a four-hour, I call them wonder shops, not workshops, because they're a lot of fun. And uh, we have, I've done I countless numbers over the years, and, and every single time we have people come in who are skeptical and who wonder, well, why am I even doing this? And by the end of the class, they're hugging me and saying thank you, and their life is totally different now. And so it's really kind of neat to be a part of, and I'm honored to have been given this, uh, came to me through spirit, and and uh, it's kind of a neat class. It's very interactive. <clears throat> and then the practice groups also are very interactive and a lot of fun. So just to toss that out there, and we will be offering more classes on a regular basis at Sacred Light of Sedona. That's where I'll be doing the mystical truth teachings out of. And all of my teachings are practical to help you with exactly what we're talking about today. How do you pursue happiness when you still need to define what that means. And then when you define what it means, how do you go ahead and pursue it without maybe catching a lot of crap from people around you because they haven't figured out how to pursue it yet? And, you know, so people can be like crabs in a bucket. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Of course, I grew up in, the, in Florida around the beaches, right? So, But, you know, you go crabbing and you put crabs in the bucket <clears throat> and, you know, you get one that wants to climb out, right? And so they're they're trying to climb up and out of the bucket and all the other crabs are pulling them back in, pulling them back in. It's almost like, no, don't do that. It's dangerous out there. No, come back in here. And they, it seems, at least, I don't know crab psychology, but it seems as if they're genuinely concerned for this other crab who's climbing up and out of the bucket and, oh, my God, what are you doing? Right? And so people can be that way as well. And so sometimes when we pursue happiness, it's almost like they get afraid for us and they want to protect us from harm. And it's very much like the crabs trying to get out of the bucket. Pursuing happiness is a good thing, especially if you're doing it in a balanced manner where you're refining what happiness means to you and how do you get there and enjoying the journey along the way. There's a balanced way to do it. And so that's what a lot of these classes are. All the classes that I do are filled with techniques and tools that you take with you to make it very practical. And they're all a lot of fun, all interactive. And so we're going to be doing a lot more of those at Sacred Light of Sedona. So you can go to mysticaltruth.com. And uh, I, I have somebody working on my website at this point. It's the mess that I made out of it because I'm not technical. I'm a mystic. But it's functional. You can still do what you need to do. You can contact me through it and set appointments and that kind of thing. And then also uh, 12weekcoaching.com is sort of a more mainstream life coaching site uh, for because I deal with people from all walks of life, right? So you can work with either one of those websites, and I'll be scheduling any of the classes that pertain to those particular uh, types of websites. And uh, Sacred Light of Sedona is going to have a lot of neat things going on if you're uh, – if you're in the area, it's really kind of a cool place to come check out. So, all right. So we have about four minutes left. <clears throat> and I would like to encourage you to take a little bit of time this week. Just really make it a goal this week that by Monday, you have sort of outlined what happiness is to you. Can we just do that as a team? I'll do it too, right? So I'll, I'll reassess. What is happiness to me? And, and how can I enjoy the journey there? Because we're all constantly shifting. And we're all constantly moving, even if we're sitting still. We're still moving and changing and because bodies, human bodies and spirits, and we don't stay still. We don't stay stagnant. So 
what made you happy a year ago or three years ago or five years ago maybe wouldn't make you happy now. So reassess. Where are you aiming your energy at? Is it consistent with what you want now? And is there a way for you to get where you're aiming and enjoy, <clears throat> excuse me, enjoy the journey rather than have it be sort of drudgery and oh, I'm working so very hard and I'm trying so very hard? Yoda definitely had something going when he, he talked about, you know, no trying, just do. Yeah? But you can do this in a flow that makes you very happy. You can enjoy it, even if it's hard work. You still can enjoy it. And so I really encourage you to to actually take action on, as you go through life, figure out which things make you happy and which things don't. And this isn't to say, you know, that, okay, I'm in a relationship and it doesn't make me happy and just that's it. What What could be going on in that relationship to make you happy? What would you like to see happening? What can be shifted or changed to create happiness along the path? Because relationships are journeys. And so in some cases, yes, it's shifting the relationship, but in a lot of cases it's also just becoming more honest with ourselves and one another and opening up and just really allowing the shifts and changes to happen so that we're accepting and harmonious with one another and really allowing the other person to grow and change and and maybe not having that perceived, if we're not in a relationship yet and uh, we're really seeking one, which a lot of people out there are, do you even know what you're seeking? And who set the standards? When were they set? I know somebody who I've known for a lot of years and there's a a particular face. They'll know the face. They'll know he'll be this and he'll be that and he'll be the other. And they have it all outlined. And when somebody comes along and they're not this person, it doesn't work out because they've had this outline of what is the perfect relationship for them for so many years of their lives, right? It was a little girl dream at one point. And now it's just become so ingrained that anybody who doesn't fit that profile is not even an option. Even if it's a fabulous relationship, it will sabotage. So how often do we do this to ourselves? How often do we have something stuck in our head about what success is, what happiness is, what the perfect relationship is, what the perfect house, car, job, whatever it is? How often do we have in our heads ingrained what that should be? And so we just disallow anything else. And in fact, these standards that we've set have been set by other people or they've been set by us way in the past. So we're we're just about done. We have less than a minute. And I just want to thank you for joining us. I hope this was a helpful show and it was a little bit different. They're all a little bit different. And uh, I hope you'll stop and take some time and figure out what makes you happy. What do you want? And find a way to enjoy the journey. And uh, so... Go ahead and, and look me up on mysticaltruth.com, sacredlightofsedona.com, or 12weekcoaching.com. And if you would like some some assistance and you resonate with my energy, maybe we can connect and uh, and get you finding your happiness, right? And uh, enjoy the chaos if it happens to be around you because there are ways to do that. We can make it work for you instead of against you. So everybody have a fabulous day and uh, looking forward to ideas for topics. 
and uh, find me at on Facebook, Truth Light or The Mystical Truth, and uh, have a great day. <laughs>